Hey y'all, this is Ty. I'm Shell. And I'm Q. And you're listening to the Triple Faith Walk Podcast, the show that provides perspective on the Bible and Christian living while encouraging authentic relationships with God. Good evening, everybody. Um, welcome to another episode of Triple Faith Walk Podcast um, with LaShell, Ty, and Q. And the topic of today is religion versus spirituality. And let me go on ahead and kick us off with a quick prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for gathering us here today again to discuss your word and witness and minister to your people. Um, may this message reach somebody and teach them some things and enlighten their life. Um, guide us as we prepare to discuss your word and humble us in our thoughts and our speech um, and all things we ask through your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 And with that, I'll be kicking it off to our good sis Ty to get us started. Insert round of applause. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> now, I was listening to a podcast the other day that, that did that at the beginning. And I said, I think we need a nice clap <laughs> at the beginning. First of um, all, ma'am, I definitely tried that that one time. I know. We're going to need a different yeah. a different. Oh, no, because I also tried to clap and y'all told me I couldn't clap. So no. <laughs> well, this this was like, it was like real opera. Like, it was just bad. It just didn't work out. <laughs> I it was the best I'm I can voting, come up with. I'm voting no on the clap. If it ain't my clap, it can't be no clap. Oh, well, you well, got to record your clap and then we can use the audio. We can't clap on the mic, so. Okay. <laughs> Now, but last time we tried that, we had to take them claps out. <laughs> <laughs> it was sounding a hot mess. Oh, man. Okay, so we're talking about um, religion versus spirituality today. Um, and there's kind of, I guess, two different ways to, to kind of talk about this, in my opinion, um, because there is the idea of being, you know, religious. Um, and then being spiritual, biblically spiritual, but then there's also another version of spiritual that does not necessarily have anything to do with um, Christianity or the Bible necessarily. Um, and then there's also kind of like a combination thing that be going on out here in the world. Um, so I think there's like a couple of different ways that we can kind of talk about this, but we'll mainly be talking about um, biblical spirituality because this is a Christian podcast and, you know, that's, that's what we're encouraging people to Surprise. do. Right. In case y'all didn't know, uh, <laughs> and if this is your first time listening, <laughs> if you don't believe in God, keep listening so you can, but I'm just telling you, that's what we talk about on here. Um, so I am going to start us off with a scripture, um, that, references biblical spirituality so this scripture is from james chap nope john it was a j john yeah. chapter three um and it's verse five through eight and i am reading from the niv version um and it says jesus answered i tell you the truth no one can enter the kingdom of god unless he is born of water and the spirit flesh gives birth to flesh but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born, I'm sorry. So it is with everyone born of the spirit. So that's what, ver what, what version was that? That's the NIV version. You want me to read the other one? Oh God, Queen. Yeah. The new living translation. The new, I'm sitting here reading the new living translation, and I I definitely our verse eights are just completely different. Got you. Um, yeah, that's the NIV. My physical Bible is NIV. I preferred that version, but my uh Bible app version is actually New Living Translation. So I'll read that one to y'all too. All right, so this one says, Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So do not be surprised when I say you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind, but can't tell where it comes from or where it is going. So you can't explain how people are born of the spirit. 
All right. So that's the end, the New Living Translation for you too. Okay. Thank you, girl. You are so welcome. Um, so so I kind of want to address when we talk about spirituality. Um, sometimes, you know, you'll come across a person and you'd be like, Oh, like, are you a Christian? And they'll hit you with the, I mean, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious, or like, you know. I believe in God, but not like in the traditional sense. Right. Um, and so I just kind of wanted to get y'all opinions when you, when somebody says that to you, what do you, what do you take that as, or what do you think that they are saying or mean with that statement? I think I like what I think that they're saying, well, I guess you asked two different questions at one time. Like, how do I take it? And then what I think they're saying. So I'm gonna do what they think they're saying. And how do I take it? So what I think they're saying is like, they don't want to get caught up in the religious practices and then like the stereotypes of the church like oh i hear often because i ask sometimes like what do you mean to gain an understanding of like where that specific person is coming from and oftentimes i hear like oh the church is hypocrites this this that you know they just want or they just take your money like i ain't got to go to church to have a relationship with god and da 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 and all those things are true in some regard right like I'm a hypocrite like a mug. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I be out here no, like I'm just gonna keep it a book. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I be out here sinning, but I also got a Christian podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. Like, how, you know, like not saying that like I be like, and no sin is greater than the other. I'm just gonna leave it like that. Yeah. But everybody is hypocrites because we all are sinners. So, and that's something that I do tell them. Like, you're right. We are hypocrites. However, like everybody is like it's no way around it because like that's just what it is because we all are sinners saved by his saved by his grace um and then I, I think my response varies based on the person that I'm talking to because like sometimes like they're like having a relationship with God is important and sometimes I just be like well you know continue to read your bible because it does give us instructions on attending church but like we also know where what is it two or more three or more gathered you know this is church right here you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying so finding community and discussing the Bible and all these kind of things and not necessarily get wrapped up into what society says religion and spirituality or even Christianity looks like. So it just depends on like my relationship with the person. But I always just ask why. I don't necessarily judge them or, you know, be like, oh, no, you know, the Bible says so you need to go to church, pay your 10 percent. You need to do this. I, I'm not never going to condemn nobody because your journey is, is your journey. And I think that it takes both to operate like for me in my life like I'm religious and I'm spiritual. I have to have my own relationship with the Lord, my own relationship with Jesus Christ, my own relationship with the Holy Spirit. Cause we all know that's one, that's the Holy Trinity. Right. Um, but also I do believe personally, like even not even on just, just a Christian level, I believe in tradition. I believe in like certain things. And so I like going to church for certain things uh, in certain traditions and certain passes and, you know, just the feel and all, everything at church. So I think I just have a conversation based on where they at and what they say. And we just talk about it. And I let them know too, like, ain't nobody perfect. You know, like if that pastor didn't work, don't let that one pastor or that one church house deteriorate you. It's a church on every corner, like no cap uh, from, you know, religion, if that's what you want to do. If that's something that you want to do, you know what I'm saying? If you don't, I mean, it's between you and God. Um, I had to sneak a couple Brussels sprouts in. Can you repeat the question? (laughs) So thinking about when you hear people, um, who might say I'm spiritual, but not religious, or I believe in God, but not in the traditional sense. Um, what do you think, what do you think they're saying? And how do you kind of take that and receive that when you hear that? Um, that's a good question. I, I would agree with with what Michelle said. I don't I don't think it's my place to direct them otherwise. If they have a relationship with God, then how they go about that relationship with God is their business. Um, if they're comfortable talking about it, then let's do it. If not, then guess what? That that's that wasn't my business to begin with. So I can share my experiences and I can share my opinion, my perspective. Um but ultimately, I think that comes down to them and where they are in life. And honestly, it could be a result of what they've experienced to that point. Um, so I don't think there's anything wrong with the person saying they're spiritual, but, but not religious. 
because if they're spiritual, that means that they have a relationship with the one who matters most. And, you know, it shouldn't be tied to a church house or, you know, a certain ritual or a certain practice. Um, It should be about their relationship with God. And if they're spiritual, then they're admitting to having that relationship. And I think that's what's important at the end of the day. I definitely agree. Um, And I think it's interesting because, I mean, I've had, when I've had these conversations and, and kind of like Michelle said, you know, ask questions to kind of get better clarity on what exactly is being said. Um, I've, I've kind of, I've heard it two different ways. So in terms of, um, you know, being biblically spiritual, uh, there's individuals who I've spoken to who are like, you know, I'm, I'm not really with the whole church scene, you know, but I have my own relationship with God. Um, you know, I pray and things like that. And then also I've heard people who, when they say that they're spiritual, it is more so in the sense of, um, kind of just doing what feels right to them in their spirit, but not necessarily like in relation to um, God or relationship with God, you know, because some people I've talked to like now, now they may be spiritual and it could be like they practice a mixture of religions, right? And they don't just identify as one or they may be spiritual um, in the sense of they feel like they're connected to the spirit world, you know? So there's a couple of different ways that I've heard people answer it. Um, but in regards to people that specifically believe in God and they say I'm spiritual versus religious, um, I do think that it's it's kind of like the difference between it, the two looking at it as uh, religion is more so like an organized faith, right? Um, these are beliefs, these are practices that you do and it's with shared community with a group of people, whereas spirituality is more of like an individual practice. Um, and it has to do with your sense of peace and purpose and then your personal relationship with God. Um, and I don't really judge it. I personally, I feel like I went through a period where I wasn't really going to church <laughs> um, and not because anything happened, I guess it was just kind of like, I wasn't feeling it. If I'm being honest, I just wasn't feeling church. And I still, during that time was reading my word. I was still in prayer and I still had a connection to God, but I felt like I just didn't need that church aspect at the moment. And it was interesting because over time I started to feel like I needed to get back into church because I wanted to be around like-minded people um, and have that community. And I know Lachelle just kind of talked on that a little bit, but I think that's kind of, that's where I think of like the difference um, between the two and can kind of understand when somebody says that, um, I never feel like I've been like, oh, I'm spiritual versus religious, but there's times when I've been like, I'm not feeling church right now. <laughs> so I'm just going to be connected to God in my own little way. Now, I, I don't go ahead, Shell. <laughs> Get nasty at her. <laughs> um, I I think when we first did our our first episode, when we talked about our own faith journeys, I shared that I was um kind of turned away from the church because of my own behaviors, and I felt like church at one point was a punishment. Um, so I didn't, once it was on me to go when I lived, you know, on my own in college, was I in church? No. Um, was I still connected to God? Yes. I won't say that I, I don't think that changed me considering myself to be a Christian because I still did the things that Christians did kind of, sort of, um, I didn't obviously didn't have no communion y'all. Cause I wasn't going to church, but I mean, whatever it was a time period. It was a time period. Um, but I don't think just because you need a break from something that that necessarily means that your identification changes, that might be the best way for me to put that. Um, and I also think that I had to learn not to attach people to God or not to attach places such as churches to God. 
um, because we should not be determining how we identify or how we will act um, as it relates to like what practices or rituals or what have you. Um, We shouldn't be determining that for ourselves based on a bad experience um, with a person or a church. And oftentimes we do. As I just said, I was one of them. Once church became punishment, I was like, as soon as I'm grown, I ain't never going back. Um, <laughs> and then at one point I was like, no, I'm I miss just wondering the when you community. say it was punishment, like, like you did something bad and your mama was like, now you're going to church. Like what was girl, was you there? Cause that's how that went. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it didn't, it didn't go just like that, but it was kind of like you not leaving this house unless you're going to church. So if you want to go outside when you're not going to school, you better be going to church. Um, and that was literally the only time I could come outside if I was, you know, not mm. going to school. It was, I was going to church. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like it's good to, you know, go to Bible study and it's good to go to Sunday school and it's good to go to rehearsal for choir, right? Like I was in all of that. So that's fine. But when you attach it to like, hey, this is now a punishment, Nah, that changes things. It's like, nah, as soon as this, you know, as soon as I'm on my own, I'm out of here. Um, And at the time, I thought that was the right response. But I was attaching my experience to God. And I shouldn't have. So, Shell. Thanks for calling me out, Teacher's Pet. Um, Not Teacher's Pet. (laughs) Uh, no, I was going to say something. I think when Todd just spoke on like religion and she was like thumping the community and I think that stood out the most because that's what it is. And like being religious or going to the church house in like this broad term of religion that we're using, um, finding a community. And I think that that's what I think differs the most for me because spirituality is more like an individual practice. However, and I think I said this on previous podcasts, uh, or I think maybe it was the first episode where we were talking about finding a faith community and building that community. So even if you don't go to the church house, I think religion has a much more broader scheme, especially as, yeah, we did talk about this because we talked about how now you can go to church online and all these kind of things because you have to build a community because sometimes when you literally cannot pray for yourself and you literally are going through things in solitude, that's when you depend more on your religion to kind of help you and sustain you when you can't do it for yourself or at least okay let me not say you because I'm talking in third person but me um that's what I do like that's when I and because you got to use discernment because and people be laughing and I literally would tell people you can't pray for me because certain people cannot pray for me and I don't want everybody praying for me because one I don't know who you're praying to and two I don't know if your prayer is being answered because you got your own walk you know what I'm saying but when you build that community when you build like folks and have genuine people and use your discernment or who have your best interest at heart, who has a true connection with God, who's loving, kind, all these other kind of things. You can build that community and lean on those folks um, when you just can't do it for yourself. And I'm not talking about materialistic things. I'm literally talking about with your, with your faith, you know what I'm saying? Cause we all go through times where like, it's not just like, Oh, I don't feel like going to church. We all didn't like, I ain't going to church right now. If I'm going to be completely honest, I ain't touched foot in the church house for for a while and like it's not that I don't want to because I keep saying that I want to find a new church home but I also ain't got up and like went to go do it yet you know what I'm saying because I've been a member of my church all this time but I also think that it's time for me to 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 grow and to go somewhere else and I love my church but I think it's just time for me to move on and but I think that me being so loyal uh because even in college I was still going to church in college and they'd be like Oh, well, you want to join here? Mm-mm, unless it's a temporary membership, can't do it because I'm a, I'm a member of Peoples. I'm a member of their Peoples. And I think that it's just my loyalty is starting to conflict with that. And that's why I ain't been going to church. But I think we all go through those times. That's real. Can we just pause? Because you just talked about community. And Shell just had surgery. I think we talked about that in the last episode. I also just had a surgery, which we, we didn't talk about. We're not going to talk about it. But I do want to at least say... The power of community, y'all. So I've been going to this church for like a year. And after my surgery, I had like, I don't even know, like six, seven people that I've connected with at the church check on me multiple times. Um, They showed up to my dissertation defense and some of my friends and family didn't. Like they called me after my surgery. So honestly, like religion, I get it. (sighs) 
if you was hard-headed in school, you probably hard-headed when it comes to religion too. Don't worry. I, 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 I'm here. I'm here with you. I get it. Although hard-headed is not my word. If I kind of just gave that away. So you're going to sit here on this Christian <laughs> podcast and just lie. I like that. You're like, she need to repent. Dang. This is the first time I said that that was me. You just wow. said it wasn't you. <sighs> I know, but I said it was me until I realized I said it was me. Dang, y'all. Definitely it, just gave that up. That's just crazy. Um, But really, when you think about it, I think like spirituality, yes. I mean, both really you should do at your own pace um, as you become acclimated to whatever practices and, you know, routine it is that you'll have. Um, But definitely take advantage of the people around you. If you find a church and those people... You're not vibing. You're not connecting. You don't feel welcomed. You had a bad experience. Look for another one. Like, please, y'all, because when I tell you they feel like a little family, it feel like a little family. So find one. No, for real. I think normalizing shopping around for churches should be okay in a thing Um, because I do that all the time. Like I have a church home now. I just like recently joined the church, but I was shopping around before that. And then even when I lived in Georgia, I never um, found one place that I particularly was like, this is going to be my church home. So I used to shop around and I would go to all different types of churches and see, you know, what I liked and what the vibe was, big churches, small churches. I feel like you got to you got it's like dating you got to shop around okay um because (laughs) you don't want to just walk in and and settle because you don't you don't really know what you're walking into and if we're being honest there's a lot of people who have walked away from church specifically or even religious practices because there's trauma behind those experiences um and there are things that people have said and done and hurt people in ways that they should not have because, you know, we're imperfect people and people mess up. Um, But in some ways, the church has done a disservice to people and they walked away from it because of that. Um, But on the flip side, when you find a church home that is a place that you feel like this is family and there's people that care about you and check on you and all of those things, it's very different and it's it's worth looking around, right? Same way, like I said, it's like dating. You're going to come across some people who are going to waste your time, who going to hurt your feelings. Um, and, you know, who you going to be like, this person was crazy and never speak to them again. But eventually, right, we shop around, we date around and see and find somebody that we feel connected with and feel comfortable with and purposed with. Um, so I think it's the same thing. And that just needs to be a normal thing that we do. But be intentional, right? Don't go to a church and like act like a ghost. Like say hi to people. If they try to introduce themselves to you, be welcoming to that. Um, if they're embracing you, try to embrace them. And it's uncomfortable. I've been I don't even know. I think I've been in St. Louis since 2015. I'd have been to a whole bunch of different churches. Some of them I went to for like six, eight months and still I was like, I'm not ready to join. Something right. I'm just not ready to join. I just joined a church. Being for eight years, just joined the church. So definitely, like Ty said, shop around until you find something that feels like home. <laughs> I think it's important to note too, like heavy on the shopping around, but like sometimes you outgrow spaces. Like mm. if you think about pastors and being like shepherds, you know what I mean? Like, and sometimes God delivers them a word for their sheep. And sometimes you're not their sheep, like, and that's just real. Like, so if you feel like you're not being fed and your spirit is not being fed or something is off, you, that's probably not where you're supposed to be. And that mm-hmm. is okay. And that doesn't mean that that church isn't ordained by God. That doesn't mean that they're not doing, they can be doing everything right. You can know that those people are good people at those, at that church and doing all this kind of stuff, but it might not just be for you at that moment or at the season of your life, depending on what type of church it is or you know, just any kind of thing. So I think it's like important to realize that too, that when they are praying and they're fasting and they're getting this discernment from God too, they have to deliver a message to a body of people, right? Because they're leading this group of people. And oftentimes it's like, oh, well, I ain't hearing from the Lord. I ain't doing this. And it's just like, it it might not be for you right now. 
Like they might not be feeding your spirit because you're not meant to be their sheep at this time. And that is okay. That is okay. Go on to the next one. And like uh, Q said, be open and embracing. But again, like if you don't think that's for you, still be friendly, but just right. go to the next one. Um, it's just like jobs. Like, and it can be transferred, not even just dating. Like jobs, like sometimes like, I'm quick. Absolutely. <laughs> like, but like you need to shop around for the right niche, the right job, the right career. You just not going to like, and I'm not going to say, because it is one off where you just walk in and be like, this is the place for me. I'm joining the day. Like, great. But that ain't always how it's like, that's like, you know, one in one in a thousand. You know what I mean? Um, So be open to that and open to shopping around. And then also being open to receiving God's word, because I've been in places like, again, I didn't travel all around, like from college to other places that I live. And I always make it a point to try to visit churches and try to go to churches, especially when I'm not in St. Louis, where I don't have that community. And I've went with some people and some friends and based on like, you know, how we had to dress, like, because I don't, I can be flexible. Like if I got to wear a skirt to church, because that's what this church is about, I'm going to wear that skirt and I'm not going to let that already deteriorate me from that message. But I didn't went with people. Oh, I don't want to go already. Oh, this church ain't for me. And that might be okay, but I'm still open to God's word at the end of the day. Cause that's what I'm going for. Like, do I have to do this as a necessity because this is the practice that they practice and it might not be my belief, but one, I'm respectful. And two, I'm going with an open heart and an open mind to genuinely receive God's word. So if you go with good intentions, hopefully you'll get something out of it. And if you truly just don't get nothing out of the message, then on to the next one. You know what I'm right. saying? Just like dating. Because it's a red flag <laughs> on the first date. Mm-mm. And you go ahead and be like, mm-mm. mm-mm, mm-mm. This ain't for me. Up. But if you be open to it, you will receive something. It might not fill your spirit to its entirety, but yeah. please be open while we shopping around and doing certain things. And if not... Go home and find you a good online service that day to get get a word and to feed your spirit and try again the next week. I've done that too. Went to church and was like, that was just not it. And I go I home and I get it. right online and I be like, hey, or I say, hey, can somebody send me the notes from their message today? Because <laughs> church day wasn't it for me. Um, <laughs> So be kind with yourself, right? Be kind with yourself. And also ask like, People in that church, I'm sure they know of other churches and you can ask. It's not like because it's a shell said it's the church on every corner. It's not like just because they block a pirate. If you're not a good fit for that church, you personally don't think you're a good fit for that church. Ask them, hey, do you know of any other churches in the area? This is kind of what I'm looking for. Um, this is kind of what I would like to avoid. And they will help you. The, the point is not to have the biggest audience or have the largest population. It's to get the word to the people. That's what it is. So as long as you're in the house of God, that's all they care about. That is true. That's all they should care, care about. I'm gonna throw should, you're right. And to to um the point that Lachelle said about you it, you know, depending on the season or you know what's going on in the church at the time, that that is so true because even the church that I just joined, we actually have gone to this church a couple of times over the course of us living here and we've lived here for almost 16 years I don't know something like that I'm making up numbers um but the church before the pastor used to preach very differently um and even though we would go it wasn't it wasn't given given what I needed it to give and he recently changed his style of preaching. He actually has talked about that in his sermons of how he t- changed his style of preaching because he wanted it to be more of a teaching style. He wanted people to, you know, go home and get into their word and really start to create this connection with God. Um, and I love his style of preaching now. Like, I feel like I'm in school, like, and I love it because that's that's my approach when I'm like reading the Bible and seeking to understand things. Um, so now that that is the case, I was like, oh, this is it. I'm here. So it really can also depend on um, the season. And I I started laughing earlier because I really started thinking about some of my experiences with shopping around with churches because it can be interesting, y'all. I ain't, I ain't gonna hold you. It could be uh, very interesting going to different churches because you don't really know what to expect. Um, but I started laughing and this is really not funny, but <laughs> when I was in Georgia, me and a friend of mine, we decided to try out this new church. Um, and we went to the church. It was a little small church house and 
when we pulled up in the parking lot, you know, there was people, they saw us. So they saw us pull up. So we was like, okay, well, we can't leave. But there was a cemetery in the back of the church. So we like, oh my goodness, it's, it's, it's dead people here. Then we went inside the church and I'm not even playing with y'all. It was maybe 10 people in the church and everybody was elderly. And my friend go say the whole congregation is outside in the crowd. Ma'am, that is not funny. Ma'am, ma'am, I need you to mute yourself. We're not doing this today. I'm sorry. Okay, and when I tell you, it took everything in me to not die, like die laughing in the church because okay, well not die, die, but you know, because it was just it was Blessed. ridiculous. But yes, as you shop around, um, it will be very interesting. But again, be open and and figure out where your space is. Um, Cause there's a lot of different churches. Um, Hold up, but but also because I just thought about this, I don't have. I'm not even if I had a story like that, I'm not sharing it because that's just <laughs> crazy. <laughs> but I will say that on my journey to finding a new church, I've been to very small churches where, yeah, it was mostly elderly people, and you know they still marched in with the choir. Y'all know how that go. They still had their robes. I've been to churches that were, you know. Fairly nice size, the mega churches. Um, anytime you're going into, well, let me not speak for y'all. Anytime I'm walking to an into into a situation and there's uncertainty, I'm gonna be nervous. So every time I go to a new church, I'm nervous. And just just go through the motions. Um, it is uncomfortable if you don't know what you're walking into. At least for me, it was, or and when that's they okay. Stand up. And all churches don't do that no more. They don't make you come to the front if you want to join or be saved. They just have you sign paper sometime and meet up on the side. It just look up, do your research, right? Like do your research on churches. But when you go, just know it's okay to be uncomfortable when you first get there. Um, and even if your first visit is uncomfortable, try to go back again. If it was decent, if you made it through and you thought you liked it, go back again just to see if you're more relaxed and you enjoy it. That's, That's a good point. That's a good point. Why one time when I was shopping around for churches, we ended up going to a church that didn't uh, believe in like instruments and music. And my friend gonna try to start clapping next to me. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never been so embarrassed in my life. You don't hear nobody else clapping. Why would you start it? And then everybody gonna look back because I'm like, you cute. Like, I'm already nervous. And then I try to, I'm already big. So I try to like act little like you can't see me. I'm like, ooh, you can't see me. Like, if I just stay still, you yeah, if I close my eyes, you can't, you see, can't me. see me. And when she started clapping, I must have cut her with my arms so hard. <laughs> and I'm like, and don't get me wrong, like, did it feel awkward? And they didn't sound bad either singing, but they sung, you know, hymns and songs and stuff. Yeah. They didn't have not an instrument, and you couldn't even, and apparently your hands is an instrument too, because you can't clap or nothing. <laughs> and then y'all gonna start clapping, talking, I can't do this church. Why ain't nobody clapping? And then you gonna start she said, "Let me, let me help, it. let me help y'all out. I'm gonna help out the congregation." Never been so embarrassed in my life. I'm like, bro, oh. all the things you could have did in this moment. So then she had stopped clapping and kind of just patted her feet and like her and her uh, hand on her thigh. But I'm just looking at her like, we got to talk in the car. I feel like somebody mama, but so she's still gonna make noise. Not she was gonna take it to the ladies' restroom and whoop her. No, it was more like for herself, like because I think oh, okay. she's trying to like, so it wasn't like loud. Only out, but when I say she clapped, in other words, do your research, do your research, please, so you know what kind of church you are going to read their about me page or learn more about the pictures. But that's hard because sometimes they ain't got it. Because me, me personally, I don't do mega churches, I ain't even gonna go visit because I know I Mm. want my mother to know my name. Point blank period. Like, I ain't gonna go. So, but everybody, all churches ain't got there yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, they getting there, but maybe they Facebook page be. That's true. Don't be about me and them. It don't be. I told you the church I went to, they was marching in, honey. So, and it was about five. It was about five of them in the choir. Baby, this was a couple years ago. So, it wasn't even that long. I I knew it was something. Okay, they had a real pulpit. Okay, this wasn't no This wasn't no uh community center building either. It was the they had the real pulpit. Okay, real, real, real religious, real traditional. And there's nothing wrong with that. Again, you figure out what works for you. I went to a church one time, and this lady made me join the church, (laughs) y'all. 
because you know at the end of the sermon with a pass to get to praying and he'd be like you know uh if anybody wants to give their life to christ come will there be one and then they say right and they be they be waiting for the one they don't play about that one now (laughs) they now he get to if anybody would like to join to the church come on and come up um now we were there as guests we were praise dancing as guests at the church and he said if you think your neighbor is nervous to come up, just grab their hand and bring him up. And when I tell you this, this, this elderly Miss Ma'am <laughs> of the church grabbed my hand and took me to the front. <laughs> she joined in the church. I said, oh, she was they a prophetess. They then took me to the back to, to talk. This church was like an hour and some change away from where I went to school. I was never coming back to the church, but it happened. And I said, oh, well, on the paper somewhere and say I'm a member, but I don't go to that church. Well, Ma'am. In the back room, it was a mistake. Like you, you point, I didn't know what to do. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> Girl, ma'am. I didn't know what to do at that point. I said, I guess I'm a part of this church. I'm sure they didn't took you off the road. It's okay. I hope so. I Baby, hope so. they they ain't got no receipts for you all year. You uh, you better, girl. It was hilarious. But I yeah, it's, no it could be interesting. It could be interesting um, and a good experience shopping around. Um, one other thing I did want to say, and this goes back to something that you said earlier, Lachelle, about um, really having both as far as like religion, um, and spirituality. I think that both is important for us to have because one allows us to have our individual, you know, relationship with God. And then exactly what you said about the religious practices, I think those a lot of times are reminders to us or things that keep us on track, like you said. Um, because sometimes if I'm in a space where I feel like disconnected from God or there's something going on that has me kind of like um I don't know you know you sometimes might have that that wall kind of feeling um and you like trying to connect with God and really hear him the things that help me to get back into that spiritual space is those religious practices that um are standard or things that we do and when we say like religious practices I mean going to church is a religious practice um we talked about communion um I don't think Christian Christianity doesn't have like stipulations on like how often you pray or anything like that. But um, the different practices, even within the church, because if you go to different churches, you'll see that there's different things that you do or don't do. And some places when you take communion, you put the cloth on your head and it's a lot of different stuff depending on what churches you go to. Um, so you do learn a lot as well when you shop around. But one of the things that I wanted to talk about was when we think about um, being spiritual, sometimes we can allow religion to kind of hinder our spiritual relationship with God. So sometimes like getting too caught up in the standard and the practice, as opposed to just letting the Holy Spirit kind of take control and lead. Um, and you sometimes pastors talk about that in church as well, but there's, there's this idea of, these are the standards. We stand up at this point. We sit down at this point. Uh, you stand up when you read the word. You know, it's different things that we do in churches that are not necessarily things that God said we have to do in order to have a relationship with him. But these things have been created um, as a part of like the politics of church, so so to speak. Um, and there's actually a word for that. Uh Chris, Christendom, Christendom, that's what it's called. Um, and that has more to do with like the rules and practices as opposed to the actual relationship. Um, and I think that it's important to have a balance. So not allowing your practice to hinder your relationship with God, but then also, you know, not feeling like you have to completely do away with all of the religious practices in order to have a relationship with God as well. And I mean, but also keep in mind that some of those things done in the church or place of worship are done out of respect for God. So there are just some things that we may call them rules, but really it's about being respectful to God. Um, Just like everybody's not allowed in the pulpit, right? Um, So I would just 
do your research again, check the churches out, know what's considered to be respectful versus what's considered to be acceptable. I guess it's a good way to put it. Maybe not. Um, when you are trying to figure out what path you're taking and which practices you plan to um, ad- adopt for your lifestyle or your religious practices. Yeah, I was just going to say that too, Q, uh, especially when she like, um, she is in time, sorry. I can use your name. I know your name. I should use it. Um, brought up like standing to read the word and stuff like that. Um, we don't do that where I go to church however i i look at it also as a, like a sign of respect but i also think that it's nothing wrong and i do think and this probably i'm gonna go far left but i also think that sometimes even though i know it's a sign of respect and then you all know it's a sign of respect some people who are not raised and brought up in the church might not know that and us as christians need to do better too so i'm talking to the christians that's already on this podcast already in church all the kind of stuff instead of condemning folks when they come in to visit y'all churches and oh you need to do this and like having attitudes and being nasty towards people that's a teachable moment especially for those folks who are not used to churches and is coming literally off a of wheel in the prayer and trying to get closer to god so us as christians need to take the charge to do better as well because some people you you don't know what you don't know and until somebody teaches you what to expect and like and we can say read a room but like i was saying yesterday common sense ain't so common you know like they might not know how to read a room they might be so ingrained and doing something else or their mind might be elsewhere that's why they're seeking the lord now and trying to go to the church so as christians yes people should do you know a level of research but those who are really coming off these streets and really just trying to get a relationship with the lord and comes to somebody church we need to learn how to embrace folks and stop being disrespectful and rude to them as well and just mm-hmm. educate them on the lord and on the on these practices because i'm tired of the christians too who think that they're holier than thou and don't know how to love on their brothers and sisters that's that's, that's real because that is real and you can't you can't help somebody if they don't come back right like if somebody comes one time and you do something wrong they may never come back to church um or you try to course correct before you even acknowledge them as a human being they may never come back um so i i definitely agree with that Shay. we we do have to figure out how to be a more um embracing community as a whole because it is like, like, heck, first of all, we all talked about growing up in the church and we'd be going to visit churches and we nervous. So just imagine somebody that ain't been church that don't, that really don't know what they walking into. And then, you know, they have a bad experience. So we do have to think about that. And, um, it's not, you know, putting people on the spot. Don't make folks stand up if they don't want to stand up. And, you know, it, I just think there's, there's a lot we can do. Um, and I think there are generational differences that comes into this and we don't have to deep dive that today. I'm just saying, I think there is, there are more traditional ways of carrying certain things out in the church. Um, and because there are generational differences, we have a different approach. We may have a different mentality. It doesn't mean that we're right. It also doesn't mean that we're wrong. It's just that we don't know better or we're accustomed to something different. Um, and I think, we as people just have to be willing to adapt, adjust, and if not, understand the diversity of the church. Right. And, and even in in like that, what y'all were saying, like that makes me think of, you know, when Jesus was here on this earth, he wasn't in a formal church. You know what I mean? He didn't have all of these different things that people had to do. He wasn't like stand up when I talk. You know what I mean? So I, I mean, I get the the practices that we have and I do them and I understand the the respect behind them um but some of those are not necessarily things that God requires us to do in order to enter in the Holy Spirit and usher in his presence um you know when we are in church and so I think like just just in that aspect you know they they can they they are helpful or they can be helpful um but also remembering that you know that's not what Jesus called for he I mean he was just preaching outside to people um and giving them the word and didn't need even a building to, in order to do that um but I do think we absolutely do need to do a better job of just like loving on people and even just in that aspect of um correction I actually was just talking to my sister about this the other day because I feel like 
um, as the church and as um, Christians, we don't do a great job of loving on other people and showing God's love through ourselves. Um, You know, everything is like, don't do this, don't do that. Or you do this, you're going to hell. And I'd be like, um, I'm not sure that we fully, you know, understand how salvation works and, you know, the gift that God has given to us. But I think that sometimes in doing those things and being so harsh on people, we push people further away from God. Um, And I actually, this is a little off topic, but I was actually just talking to my sister and we were talking about, y'all seen that, um, it's real outlandish. So a lot of people might not have seen it. Don't think I'm crazy when I bring it up, but it's, uh, I think I'm about to say his name wrong, but it's, is it little, little X Nas, little Nas? And he, he made this video. And ma'am you did yes. not just say that no yes listen 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 so he made this video right and y'all no. probably know what I'm talking about it was a real crazy video where by the end of the video he is literally in hell giving the devil a lap dance and it was crazy right but he in the video if you watch it like when I watched that video I I was disturbed not because of what he put in the video I was disturbed because I said in my mind this man has been condemned so much so to the point that he's just like, I don't even like, forget all of that. I'll just go. I'll just go. I don't care. Like, he's like, I'm embracing this because, you know, this is the type of um, life or this is what people have put on me and what honestly, and he portrayed it in the video, but like the, you know, Christian community of, you know, condemning people and not doing it in a place of correction or out of love, but just literally taking what other people do and saying, this is unacceptable. God doesn't love you. You don't have a place in the kingdom and literally condemning this man so much so to the point where he just said, I'm going to embrace it. And to me, it hurt my heart because I feel like there was a disservice done to this man to the point where he did not or does not receive God's love in the way that he could because he feels such a disconnect in the way that he's been treated by God's people. Um, So I definitely think we do have to do a better job of how uh, we interact with people that are non-believers or even people who maybe don't know what they want to believe yet and we have a chance to interact with them, we have to do a much better job. And instead of saying, you need to do this, 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 demonstrating love instead absolutely john and i ain't seen a video but i also i've heard it's wild <laughs> and i'm not gonna go watch it because you know then i'm gonna start judging in my head so i ain't even gonna set myself i got enough scenes to account for when i get to the pearly white gates so i'm not adding it so i ain't gonna go watch it but like but i've heard horror stories and like and that's why i think that i try to live or in like when i talk to my friends and family like and and try to be that beacon of light and show that even though Christianity has showed you these things, I'm going to try to be that beacon of light to change, like, and not necessarily intentionally change your mind, but when you come around me, it ain't going to be no judgment. It ain't going to be no uh, condemnation because I'm not here to condemn you to hell. Can't nobody condemn you to hell but the good Lord above. And I think that that's where sometimes we as Christians, and I even have this conversation because I have friends who are gay and all this kind of stuff, and they they don't go to church no more, or they are like super devout Christians because when they go to church, that's all the preachers are talking about in the pulpit. And I and I truly believe with all my heart and soul that people get up there and talk about the sins that they don't commit. You know what I'm saying? We don't talk about adultery. We don't talk about sex before marriage. We don't talk about shacking up. We don't talk about all these other things that are still sins because we do them and they're more social acceptable. So what do we do? We pick on the outcast and continuously be on, on those sins. So again, I'm not here to condemn and nobody should. And I, and I can't, and I wish I can take some of those things away, but I can't. And I tell them the same thing. Those are people and they're battling their own sins. And the reason why they putting your sins to light is because they don't want to shine their light on their own ones. And I'm just going to keep it like that. If this church home ain't going to accept you for who you are and how you present yourself to the church and continue to love on you and to continue to embrace on you, go somewhere that will. Point blank, period. And But I can see, even though I haven't seen the video, I can see how people get to the point of no return. Like you said, like it's to the point where 
Because even if he is a believer, okay, I did all the sinning, and all the believers is telling me this. Yeah, I believe in God. Yeah, it is. But at this point, I know I'm going to hell, so why not embrace it? Why not have as much fun now in this worldly body, in this worldly, while I'm doing worldly things? Because when I die, I have, I'm, I'm, I'm only going to hell. So why not embrace it? Y'all say I'm going there anyway. So let me kick it while I'm here because I'm going to be burning for eternity. And I, even though I don't think like that, I can truly understand, like, especially being the degrees that I have and read, like not reading minds, Lord, I was just like reading minds, just knowing how people work and how people operate. I can see how you can get to that point because why suffer here and thinking about a life of internal damnation and then suffer there too. Like it gets to that point. And as Christians, again, I'm going to say this, I'm going to keep saying it. We have to do better and we have to hold ourselves accountable before we can even think to shame someone else for what they're doing. That's real. I think there are topics, certain topics that are taboo in the church. And some of those topics you mentioned are some of those taboo ones, um, like premarital sex, right? Heck, we don't even talk about being drunk in church. There are just certain topics you don't talk about. Um, And I think because the media, because TV, you know, there's a lot of these very taboo topics being promoted. I think that is why a lot of people in the church are shifting their attention to that. But that is also not for them to do um, at the end of the day, because no sin is heavier or greater than another. So your wild thoughts about sister just walked in in a tight dress is just as bad as homosexuality. Amen. Everything is on this. Everything is the same. It's all viewed the same. Um, everybody still need to repent the same. Um, but I, I definitely get it. We definitely need to do better with embracing folks in the church house. Or just in general, okay? Yeah, I don't know what people be going through. I'm about to, I'm, I almost got on the soapbox for two seconds there. I caught myself. <laughs> so I'm going to be quiet. But y'all better do better with embracing people, okay? Because who who are you? Who are we, okay? Sips tea. It's really water, but sips tea. But no, Q, and if the Lord, if the Spirit is leaving you, get on your soapbox because I think this is, I think that these are the difficult conversations. I think, again, going back to why we started this podcast, it was like, if we have these questions or if we have these concerns of the church right. and we are believers and we go, what does that look like for those who are skeptical? What does that look like for those that don't have the community to ask these questions? So if you, if the, if the Spirit is leaving you to get on this soapbox, because I just got on two soapboxes that I didn't think that I was let the Spirit lead you to do that because I think it's a both end. And I'm not saying that pastors shouldn't, you know, preach about those things. I'm not saying that. But if you always getting up in your pulpit and always or on your stage or on your recording or at your kitchen table, depending on where you at and how you're doing it, and you find yourself only talking about these things or you find yourself only listening to pastors that are doing these things, it's time for a change. You know what yes. I'm saying? Um, because now you need to pray to the Lord because I know he ain't telling you to preach every Sunday about people being gay. Like, I know every Sunday he ain't. Baby, who want to listen to that every Sunday? Every now, Sunday. I get if it come up, it's 52 <laughs> weeks in a year, honey. So if it come up twice, okay, fine. But every week, no, nah, baby, we need to do on all the other sins. We too, need to, like exactly. That. We need to do something. Can we move through the Bible? Can we talk about the rest? of? Because there's more to it than just just that. You get what I'm saying? And I, I okay. understand that they are stressing the importance of it. And I don't think people should be preaching things outside of the word. I mean, if that's what it says, that's what it says. But I don't think we should be doing it in a manner to condemn somebody or diminish somebody as a human being simply because, you know, there's something that they do or there's something that they identify with that goes against what's in the Bible. That's between them and God at the end of the day. And I told you I was minding my business earlier today. So I'm going to keep minding my business. But who am I to judge? Nobody. Absolutely nobody. And, um, and that know. that and that goes to everybody exactly. That's for everybody. The deacons too, the pastor too, the ushers too, the choir too. Everybody, Sunday school teachers. Okay, the hello, everybody. But I think that's also. I think even as believers, you got to be careful and you got to read your word for yourself. Like that, I cannot stress enough because I mean, you'll get you'll get people. Um, preachers but also people get on social media people will get on social media and pick out certain parts of the bibles 
and use that to condemn people um, as if there aren't other texts that talk about all the other things and all the other sins. And then most importantly, um, forgetting about the part that yes, God wants us to do, to do better. Yes, he doesn't want us to sin, but he also knows that we are imperfect people people there's not a day that goes by that a person does not sin that was the whole point of salvation so even as we are identifying things that you know we are working to correct still remembering the fact that God gave everybody access to salvation when he sent his son to die for us so there is no sin that's greater than another that he's gonna be like oh no 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 you can't get in um and even even in the Bible, again, like reading your Bibles, getting into your own words, because there are scriptures that say these sins don't allow you to have access to the kingdom of God. And there's one there's literally one scripture that lists out all these different sins. Um, but then realizing that because of salvation, this doesn't hold this doesn't hold truth in that if you have done that thing, or if that is something you're struggling with, that does not mean that God is saying you're not going to get into the kingdom of God. Cause literally in that scripture, it lists out. If you're a thief, you don't have access to the kingdom of God. The first person who entered into heaven with Jesus was a thief. He was on the cross right next to him. So thinking about the fact that salvation gave us a different type of access. So it's not our job. God didn't ask none of us to condemn anybody. Um, and even also with just being more gentle with people. Um, I think sometimes when we get into church, we get, you know, used to being in church and being around church folks and we start feeling ourselves a little bit um, and forget that we did not come to church whole. We didn't come to church in the same place that we are in now. And God doesn't ask for us to come to church whole. You don't go to the doctor because, uh, you're healthy or, you know, you sick and you go to the doctor, they help make you better. The same way when we go to God, we're broken. Um, we, we might still be in the midst of our sin. The whole point is God helps us come out of that. God is the one that renews our mind and brings us out of things that we're fighting against. And it's not anybody else's job to condemn us or to judge us. Um, we can walk through that process with the Lord. And I, so Ty, that's, that's, that's it right there. But I also think even so you mentioned when we go to God that, right, we're not going full, right? We're not going whole. Um, but I think that applies to the church too. Like the church should be helping to make you a better person, not cocky, not Absolutely. stuck up, not uppity, but like a better person. Like, how are you giving back in the community? How are you right. contributing, you know, in the church? How are you developing financially? Like one in seven verses in the Bible is about finances. Like, how are you developing financially to be a better person? How are you developing? You know what I mean? Like church right. should do more than just that. So it is, you can be as broken as broken comes and, you come know, as you are. come as you, exactly, exactly. And he ain't just talking about in appearance, in your spirit, come as you are so they can be right. what you Because I think that's a lot of cliche too. Come as you are, but then you talk about what they look like and how broken they are. Come on now, give them some leeway, give them some leeway. Because it's talking about physical and spiritual when they say come as you are, not just the physical. So mm -hmm. yeah, I'm going to shut up now. I'm going to get like you and just be quiet because I can go all day. And you know what? But that's why I like the church that I just joined. Um, because when I went through at um, New Life Community Church, when I went through the new membership classes, he was talking about how um, when people are invited to church, like if there's Easter, like Easter, he was like, hey, you know, everybody, we're going to dress down. We don't want it's not about the shiny shoes. It's not about the suits. It's not about the dresses, it's not about the hats. Um, and we want people to invite others to come into church. He was like, don't be don't be acting funny. If somebody smelled like something that they, you know, a little smoke smoke or whatever else. He was like, that's OK. You can't correct something if you don't embrace people, if you don't give them the opportunity to bring their whole selves to, to the church. How can you help them? Um, and I think that's important. I, I definitely think that's important. But he also be joking. Somebody walked up to church on Sunday, y'all. She was joining the church or what have you, whatever she was doing. And he said, Well, you got your purse, you got everybody ain't saved. You got your purse, go get your purse, go get your and he was joking, but I mean it's real. Like we have to that's real. <laughs> we we have to be real, right? Um, and that's why I love my church, y'all, because he he be real. He don't be sugarcoat with nothing. Um, and he knows we're human, right? We we're human. We make choices. We make and and that's a part of it. So he was like, get get your purse now. Everybody ain't saved. Get your purse. We working on people, but get your purse. Um, <laughs> look, hey, 
And that that's what I appreciate. So find a church that fits you, y'all. Because I've, be, I've been having a good time at my church. Where are we going, y'all? Where are we going with this? No, I think I, I I think we just about wrapped up. Um, unless y'all have anything left to add, we talked about a lot of different stuff. I feel like this was a interesting conversation because we didn't really know where this was going to take us. But I feel like the spirit led us, and we talked about a lot. <laughs> it sure did, Lord. I, I, and I didn't even expect to say that much today, child. Um, I think the only thing that I want to uh bring back is the action commitments because we ain't did one in two weeks. Amen. I was gonna remind you if you didn't remember. <laughs> I mean, you could have just threw it in there. What's y'all action commitments, y'all? Uh again, we're gonna try, we're gonna try, Lord, the spirit allow us to do an action commitment after every episode. And what the action commitment is is basically something that you will say that you're gonna do intentionally this week, um, with your faith, with your walk with God. It can be anything. Um, and you're just going to do something intentional for the next seven days. What will that be, lovely ladies? What is your action commitment for this week? Wait, you want us to tell you? I thought that was my business. I'm just kidding. I'm going to tell you. Um, No, for real. So I usually start a Bible plan. Whenever I like finish one, I start a new one the same day. And I haven't done that. Um, I don't think I've started a Bible plan. Or maybe I started one and I haven't been as committed as I should have been yeah see no I'm not I'm supposed to be on day. see hello ain't ain't did a bible plan in two days y'all um I'm gonna do that I'm I'm committing to go back to having a bible plan to participate in and have my quiet time with God every single day until we meet again well continuously but you know for the next week um Mine is so I I have um this program that I've been doing um it's well it was called TOU but they changed their name recently to Sunday Plus um and they have this whole uh process of like preparing for marriage and all these different parts um but I'm finally in the last section of this thing um but there's like different modules that I have to do and I have not been doing them um. And I need to because I have an accountability partner and we meet. And when we meet, we're supposed to talk about <laughs> the different modules. So my action commitment is to um actually do that. And I at least want to do like three modules. Um, they're kind of short. So I kind of I want to at least do three of them before we meet again. All right. And for me, I think mine is I can't drive right now. So mine is gonna be to get back to to watch at least one sermon while this week, like while I'm at home, because I haven't even been watching um, sermons. So I want to watch a sermon. And then my second action commitment is going to be figure out what I'm giving up for this week fast. We finna do. Oh, yeah, yeah. It out, pray about it. Actually intentionally pray about what I need to give up. Because I feel like I go on, because I did, I did do Lent and I did a great job with Lent. I gave up alcohol, liquor, y'all. I gave up liquor and bread. I'm so glad the Father God was with me. Uh, and then I turned around and had a surgery. So then I could drink, you know, a little bit longer. So I did a little longer also because I started a week earlier. So I want to pray, though, and intentionally give up something that God leads me to give up um, in addition to watching a sermon. Yeah, I got to figure out what I'm giving up to because I still don't know yet. I've been thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you've been thinking about it because I know y'all told me yesterday you better start thinking about it. You got time. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, again, for y'all own action commitments, um, please feel free to go ahead and visit our Instagram page and drop your action commitments. Um, we'll be praying for y'all as you hold yourself accountable. Pray for us as we hold ourselves accountable and each other accountable because that's what this community is all about. Um, and so I think we're ready to close out in prayer. Dr. Sister Komika, we ready for you when you ready. No, you're not. I did it yesterday. Miss Lichelle. <laughs> she the opened us up. <laughs> oh, well, then Ty, that means back to you. Well, I, I opened us up after Lichelle, but I guess if you ain't want to do no leadership. How you want to, you wanted the best <laughs> prayer where we was our time anyway. Right. Come on. Give First us that all, soothing prayer. <laughs> Come on, girl. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much. Thank you for allowing us to come together 
to have a conversation about you, God, and just reminding ourselves and reminding each other and your children, God, of who you are and the love that you have for us um, and allowing us to have conversation about how we can do a better job of embracing one another and how we can do a better job of embracing people that don't yet have a relationship with you because our purpose here on this earth is to build your kingdom, Lord, and to love one another. That is what you called us to do, Lord. And so I thank you for allowing us to come together and to speak honestly and freely, Lord. I thank you for allowing us to to have this space and this platform where we can pour into other people. And I pray that it is received well, and I pray that it touches someone's soul and and, and charges them to have some type of change or some type of action that they do differently or think about or think twice about how they interact with others and treat others and love on others, God. And I pray that you would just continue to be a banner and a covering over each and every one of us, Lord. I pray that you would keep us until the next time that we reconvene. In Jesus' name, we praise and ask, praise you and ask these things. Amen. All right, y'all, another opportunity for us to keep it real. May the good Lord bless you and may the good Lord keep you. Until next time, Triple Faith signing out.